Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. Today is episode 153. We're looking at John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. This is continuing the narrative of the Last Supper. Let's read the passage together. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, so that where I am you may be also. You know the way to where I am going. Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Well, this is right after the episode of Jesus saying that Peter would deny him three times before morning. Now, remember, the original gospel doesn't have chapter markings or or verse divisions. It's, it's all one continuous thing. So there's not a big gap between verse 38. Truly, I tell you, a rooster will not crow until you've denied me three times. And don't let your heart be troubled. They are continuous. So when Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled in verse 1, this is in context of everything that's been going on. Jesus has just told Peter that he will deny Jesus three times before the morning. Jesus has said, I'm leaving, which was the whole reason that Peter was saying, well, no, you're not leaving. I'm going with you. I'll die for you. And Jesus says, no, you're going to deny me. So he's not asking some troubled free men to don't worry sometime in the future. He's basically telling them to stop being troubled. They are troubled. Jesus has said, I'm leaving you and you can't come with me. These are guys who've given up everything. They've given up their lives to follow Jesus. They've given up their families to follow Jesus. They've given up everything to follow Jesus. Now Jesus is saying, and I'm leaving you, and you can't go with me. These guys are troubled. So when he says, don't let your heart be troubled, they are troubled. Well, then he starts explaining things. He says, believe in God believe also in me. Now, just to highlight some of the challenges in translation, the verb that gets translated believe here is the the Greek verb pistuo, which means believe or trust. And the challenge here is the specific usage here, the, the mood of the verb. It could be indicative. It could be imperative. It could even be interrogative. Now, I was asleep in English when they taught that stuff this day, but uh, indicative is a statement of fact. Imperative is a command. Interrogative is a question. So either of these verbs could be any of these three moods of the verb. So the challenge in actually uh, uh, translating this, it could mean you believe in God, you also believe in me. Just a statement of fact. Or it could be the way most Bibles translate it, uh, an actual command. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Or it could say, you believe in God. The statement, believe also in me, a command. Or believe in God. 
a command. You also believe in me, a statement. And you could even make it a question. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. Or you believe in God. Do you also believe me? So it's <laughs> it's a real uh, conundrum for those translators. Now, people who study this, they're smart people. They study this stuff for a living. And, and they believe <laughs> that believe should be in the command form, imperative. It's a challenge. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Don't let your heart be troubled. Basically, he's saying, trust me. And they're not trusting him without basis. He's linking the two of them. You trust me, you trust God. You trust both of us because of this unity that we have. Then he goes on to give some background to this trust. One, he's explaining the whole, I'm leaving. He says, in my father's house are many rooms. Now, this itself is another challenge because the word that gets translated as rooms only occurs twice in the New Testament. It's here and then a little later in verse 23 in this chapter. Does it mean room? Does it mean permanent dwelling? Some people want to make this um, a progression of Christian discipleship. I don't see how they do that. But the assurance here is there's room for everyone in heaven. There's plenty of room in heaven. We're not going to run out of room. He says, if it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? He's reiterating this. You can trust me on this. Trust me. I know you guys are troubled. You've heard a lot of bad things here. You've heard a lot of challenging things. You've heard some scary things here. Trust me because I'm preparing a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself. So that where I am, you may also be. So I'm saying this is looking to the second coming where Jesus will come and wrap things up. And he says, you know the way to where I'm going. Now these poor guys, they don't have a clue what Jesus is talking about. And, and Peter was trying to you know, step in. And when Jesus says, I'm going and you can't go, Peter said, yeah, we, we will go. We will go. And, and he was told, well, you're going to not deny me three times before morning. But apparently Thomas can't take it anymore. So when Jesus says, you know the way to where I'm going, Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? They they understand Jesus is leaving, but they think maybe uh, as soon as their time together is over this evening, Jesus is packing a bag and hitting the road and saying, you'll, you'll know where to meet me. And Thomas thinking, no, no, we don't know where to meet you. Give us a map. Write, write some directions. We, we don't know what to do. We don't know the way. Then in verse 6, this is one of these big statements, the, one of the I am statements. Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So Thomas saying, I don't know the way. I don't know the way. We don't know where to meet you. And Jesus is responding to, it's not a place. It's a person. You don't know the way? Well, yeah, you do. I am the way. And because we know Jesus is speaking, he's going to die. He's going to go to heaven. And how do you get to heaven? Through faith in Jesus Christ. 
So we look back on this and we understand, well, as much as we can, what's going on. But these poor guys here, they don't get it. They don't understand. They're thinking of going to a place. And Thomas wants some directions. And, and Jesus, speaking in spiritual terms, says, okay, you don't need directions. You need me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this goes along with the whole idea of the exclusivity of Christianity. Uh, a lot of people don't like this, the idea that uh, you cannot know God apart from Christ. It sounds so exclusive, but it, it would be exclusive if we were making up the rules. But if God's the one making up the rules, and God says, this is how you know me, it, and it's available to anyone. You know, my Father's house, there are many rooms. There's room for anyone who will come to faith in Jesus Christ. So if God says this is the way, then this is the way. And in this case, God is saying this is the way. No one can come to God apart from faith in Jesus Christ. The implication, they haven't really known him. Yeah, they know him. They've been following him around for some time. But he says, if you know me, you will also know my father. We saw this in the prologue when it's, no one has seen the seen God, but he's been revealed through Jesus Christ. And then he says, from now on, you do know him and have seen him because we've seen Jesus Christ. So these guys have had their, their world shaken here with what Jesus is telling them, that he's leaving them. They don't understand that he's going to die. They don't understand he's going to heaven. They don't understand the way to heaven is faith in him. They understand to a certain extent, but they don't really understand. But there's some uh, powerful words here. This uh, John 14:6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's a pretty exclusive statement and something we have to remember. No one comes to God except through faith in Jesus Christ. And we don't need to be ashamed of that or, or shy away from it because we are talking about eternal life here. It is available for anyone who will believe in Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of John.